Welcome to another episode of the Redeemed Man Podcast. The goal of the Redeemed is to provide a supportive community where all men can open up about challenges, worries, and failures, and celebrate their triumphs over those struggles. We hope you find this episode informative, relevant, and most of all, inspiring. Enjoy. Nate Dewberry here for another episode of the Redeem Man podcast. I am so excited uh, about this time of year. I am a big fan of Christmas. I've always enjoyed decorating, uh, always enjoyed the the songs and the spirit of the holidays. And for the next two podcast episodes, we're going to have guys share uh, a message for you around Christmas. Today we have Pastor Ricky Smith. He uh, is lead pastor at Calvary Baptist Church here in Columbus, Georgia. Um, just a great man, been married to his wife for 27 years, has two daughters, and uh, today he's going to share a message about the love of God. And so I look forward to uh, hearing more from Pastor Ricky. He's going to be back later in 2024 for another episode, so make sure you stay tuned for that. If you like hearing from him in this one, he'll be back again to share more about his life and his ministry. Christmas is coming. You're probably already buying gifts at least I hope you are. I hope you're thinking about your gifts, making those plans and preparations, especially for your wife. You really need to be thinking about that or else you'll be sleeping on the couch for a while. But even that whole process and that part of the Christmas season, it really forces us to ask a question like, why do we even exchange gifts? In its simplest form, it really is an tangible expression of love. And for some of us, it's really easy because perhaps you've done uh, the five love languages assessment from Gary Chapman's book and giving gifts is your love language. So for you, this is really easy. For others of us, we have to work at it. So some of us are naturally better gift givers than others, but that's not really the point of why I'm asking that question today anyway. But I do want to take advantage of this moment in our rhythms of the year where we're naturally thinking about gifts, both giving gifts and receiving gifts, to think about the greatest gift of all. And I want to turn our attention to what may be a non-traditional Christmas verse in the Bible found in John 3, 16 and 17. So I know you're probably familiar with it. Maybe you're riding down the road today and you could quote this with me as you're listening, but I want to read it anyway. John 3, 16 and 17 says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. I love John three sixteen. It tells us what God did. I also love John 3.17 because it helps us better understand why he did it. And there's a couple of observations I want to make today as you're listening, maybe even as you're watching, to help us reflect on these verses and better walk into this Christmas season with a right attitude of thanksgiving and gratitude for what God has done for us. So here's the first thing I want us to see is there's a gift here that we may not even know that we needed. Uh, I think about my mother-in-law. She's an amazing gift giver. And every Christmas time, she will give us like what at first glance is the most random gift. Like, where did you find this thing? Sometimes they're really, really strange. And so a couple of years ago, 
all the guys in the family, she had us open this gift at the same time. And it was like a plastic gun. It looked like a Nerf gun at first. And we were like, what are we having a Nerf war? But when we paid closer attention to it, it was a salt gun, S-A-L-T. Um, and you literally put table salt in it as the ammunition. And it is designed to shoot flies or mosquitoes or bugs in your house. And we laughed about it at first. But it has become like the most amazing gift I never knew that I actually needed. And we use it all the time. Like it literally sits on our counter almost all the time because we have three dogs are going in and out of the house all the time. And especially in the spring and summer, flies are taking that advantage to come inside. And like it's it's a gift that I didn't know I needed. But now that I have it, I'm so grateful for it. And I use it all the time. I, I want to take that idea and really use it as an example to spring into a deeper, more significant truth today. Uh, There are many people, maybe even you, who live life self-absorbed, and you're trying to be a good person. In fact, culturally, you may be a good guy. And perhaps you're unaware of this amazing gift that's been given to you that you don't even know you need. Pay close attention. Let's go back to think through John 3.16, maybe even memorize it as a kid. Perhaps you're hearing it for the very first time. For God so loved the world. It begins with God. Don't rush over that really quickly or lightly or even passively. Pause in this moment and acknowledge and even say to yourself, there is a God. There is a God who loves me. The story of earth, the story of humanity, and your story even whether you know it or not, begins with God, begins in his gift of life for you that he created you. He was here first. He was here before the foundations of the world. And even more important, we know through scripture, he knew you before the foundation of the world. And in his love and in his mercy, he made you and he made me in his image, like him, for relationship with him. So the meaning of my life is not in how big my truck is, not how big my 401k is, or how many friends or assets I have. The meaning of my life is knowing God and showing God to others. I mean, his love for the world and his love for me and for you is so remarkable, not because the world is so big, but truthfully, because the world is so bad. In my sin, going all the way back to Genesis chapter 3, I don't deserve his love. In fact, my sin deserves death. Romans 6 tells us that. Romans 3 tells us that. But the beauty of Romans 5 is that even though I don't deserve his love, even though I can't earn his love, he gives the gift of his son. Romans 5, 8, you can read that later. So John 3, 16 is not about our loveliness or even what we deserve, but it is about God's love for us. I mean, why would Jesus, the Son of God, come to earth, be publicly humiliated, be beaten to a pulp, publicly executed? Why would he do that? Well, John 3.16 gives us that answer. In love, God gave us his Son, because the death of Jesus was necessary in his love to die on a cross, to shed his blood, to pay the price for my sin. Literally, I deserve to die, 
He didn't just die for me. He died instead of me. And he didn't just die for you. He died in your place. What a gift that is. And I hope today, maybe for the first time, you're beginning to realize this is a gift that you never knew that you needed. But as you're hearing this truth of God's love for you, maybe your ears are becoming more open, your eyes are becoming more open to this incredible truth to see and understand your need for God's love. I mean, think about it. How how do you show someone you love them? I mean, you show someone that you love them by the extent that you're going to to give them something. For example, let's go back to what your plans are for Christmas. You're probably, hopefully, uh, making big plans for some big reveal or for some big surprise. Maybe it's for your children. You've got that big playset and it's hidden in the garage and you're figuring out how you're going to assemble it after they go to sleep for the big reveal when they wake up on Christmas morning. Or maybe you've been saving money for some special trip that you can't wait to to share with your wife or share with your children We do all that work, we spend all that money, and we extend all that effort because what we give is a reflection of our love. So let's think about that and acknowledge that God's gift to us, it was big. And it reveals the intensity or the magnitude of God's love. And in fact, paying attention to some small words in John 3.16, in this way, God loved us. For God loved the world so much in this way he gave his son. And the proof of God's love is not that he just said he loves us, but he acted on that love. He offered something so dear to him that he cared about so much, he moved from just thought or expression of emotion to action. Now, we could chase a rabbit there to think about the times in our life When we say we love our family, we say we love our kids, but we don't actually act on it. I don't know about you. I'm really grateful that God acted on his love because his action makes the way for me to experience purpose and meaning. And the same is true for you. Because God's love is displayed in the amazing, extravagant, sacrificial gift of his son Jesus. That's the kind of love that the Father has for us. It's a, it's a giving love. It gives his most precious treasure his son. And I think we need to meditate on that this Christmas. Don't don't put it off to meditate on that tomorrow. Like let's pause and meditate on that right now. Because God's gift of extravagant sacrificial love to us through Jesus was a costly love. It was a powerful love. It was a very rugged, painful love. Like it cost him a lot. And so as we celebrate Christmas, even as you're thinking about what gifts that you're going to give or receive, allow that to be a trigger in your mind to go one step further, to think about God's gift of love to you. Because ultimately, the value of a gift reveals how special someone is. Like I'm thinking back on Christmas experiences in my childhood. And me, my mom and dad, we we grew up pretty poor, honestly, but Christmas was a still a big deal. Like they would go all out for Christmas. I don't know how they did it. Maybe they racked up a lot of credit card debt. I don't know. I just know that when I walked into the room on Christmas morning, like most all the toys I asked for somehow were magically there. Um, And we would get, you know, whatever GI Joe figure or, you know, 
Tonka truck or Nerf gun or whatever we wanted, we'd get that stuff. As we got older, like, you know, the the Air Jordans or the Reebok pumps, remember those, would kind of show up. And we loved it. So we got all these gifts. But mom, she would get more extravagant gifts. Like I would get things made out of plastic. She would get things made out of gold or diamonds. Why? Because my dad made it clear, hey, he loved us as his sons, but my mom was his girlfriend. She was way more significant to him than we were. And I'm not offended by that at all. In fact, as I reflect on it, I try to model that in my own marriage. Like, she's my bride. And even even the tangible expression of the gifts that were given communicated the value of how special that person was. So I think we need to think about that this morning and how we view the value and the significance of God's love for us. The fact that he sent his son demonstrates the significance of us to him, his value to us. God had to send someone unique to the world. He had to send someone who was both God and man, who was qualified, who was eligible, who was able to pay the atoning sacrifice that was required of blood. In fact, you may say, well, I'm too bad. I don't deserve this. Well, you're absolutely right. God knows that. He is God. He knows everything about you. You're in the worst shape in his eyes than you are in your own. But that didn't stop him. And in fact, seeing us in our sin, seeing us in our failures and mistakes, he loves us so much. He wanted to make a way for us to be made right with him. I mean, you are so valuable to God that he sent his son to die for you. Jesus humbled himself by coming as a baby so he could humble himself to the point of death. And he came in a way that no one expected. And he offered salvation in a way that no one expected. He he not only sent him into the world with full and ample power to negotiate peace between heaven and earth, but he gave him up to suffer and die for us to ultimately pay the price and pay the debt that had to be paid that we can't pay. And this really exposes the heart of God being one of salvation, not condemnation. Like God does not look at you full of wrath, ready ready to send lightning bolts down and destroy you. In spite of your sin, he sends a rescuer for you because that's what you're worth. Uh, Let me tell you one quick story and I'll be done. Um, So my uncle growing up, he was a truck driver and he drove for um, a van lines that moved people. Most of the time it was uh, residents moving from one home to another or one city to another. But being in downtown Atlanta, sometimes there were corporate customers and he had a wonderful corporate customers called the Atlanta Braves. And every year he and his company were responsible to load up all of the Braves gear move them to Florida for spring training. And then he stayed down there with them during spring training and loaded all their gear and equipment back and moved them back to their home stadium in Atlanta. So when he would come home in the summer, he would bring all this amazing gear that was autographed by players. Now I'm talking like early and mid nineties world series champion Braves. I'm talking like, 
John Smoltz, Tom Glavin, Ron Gant, Javier Lopez, Jeff Blauser, Bobby Cox. These names ringing a bell to some of you guys. So I say all that to say one year he brought back a baseball bat, an MLB baseball bat autographed by all of these dudes. And he gave it to me. Now, I mean, this was a baseball bat that, you know, off the shelf, maybe 300 bucks. But with all these Hall of Fame autographs on it, it's worth thousands of dollars. Like if you were to go to a shop today and price it, it's worth thousands. And it literally sits in my office in a corner propped up against the wall. Um, and and here's here's why I tell you the story. Like if you were to walk in my office today and say, hey, man, I'll give you $3,000 for that bat. I'll say, it's not for sale. Uh, we may negotiate maybe for me, maybe you'll get a price point that I would sell it. I don't know. That's not the point. The point is this, that's a bat that brand new It's made out of wood. It's worth 300 bucks, but with all those autographs on it, it's worth thousands of dollars. Why? At the end of the day, the value of that piece of wood is worth what somebody else is willing to pay for it. That's what determines its value what somebody else is willing to pay for it. And I want to use that example to go back to this story of Christmas. We think about giving and receiving of gifts. And you may be really questioning yourself, your value, your identity, your purpose. Maybe you're hard on yourself or you feel like a failure, whatever it may be. Listen carefully this morning. If you've heard nothing I've said today, hear this. Your value is not in what you do, Your value is not in what you have. Your value is not in your successes. Your value is not determined by your failure. Your value is determined what somebody was willing to pay for you. And God sent his son, Jesus, who gave his life for you. You have an unbelievable amount of value. And it's based upon him, not based on you. So reflect on that. You have been given a gift you never knew you needed that places a tremendous amount of value on you. Man, it was so good to hear from Ricky Smith. He is a phenomenal leader, a great man of God, and just what an encouraging word for us. This Christmas time can be really hard for a lot of people as we experience isolation, difficulty with families, Uh, There's so many challenges that we face. So let's cling to the word of God, cling to the truth of the gospel, and let's encourage one another as men. Uh, Find somebody that you can reach out to, someone you can send a, a text or give a call and just check in and see how they're doing. It's the time that we really can make a difference in this holiday season. So don't just get focused on yourself, focus on others and see how God can use you to minister and encourage someone else. Uh, That's what we're all about, providing that supportive community for other guys so that we're encouraging each other and holding each other accountable. God bless. We want to thank you for joining us for this edition of the Redeemed Man podcast. We hope you come away with this episode feeling energized and better equipped to face life's challenges. Looking for a way to grow in your faith? Sign up for one of our free devotional emails. Above all, we hope you remember that no matter how broken you feel, God's love is for everyone and hope is within reach.